Whenever the weather starts to get cold, I start to anticipate whatever Mike Flanagan is going to do next. But whenever I learned his next show was gonna be about terminal children in a hospice center, I wasn't so sure. Nevertheless, I gave The Midnight Club a chance, and I'm glad that I did, because it might just be one of my favorite examples of why our Christian testimony is so important. If you're a fan of those times when Mike Flanagan accidentally stumbles into a conversation about faith that's a pretty good example of how faith could be better and more like Jesus, then this is the perfect show for you. So what does a horror show about terminally ill children in a miraculous hospice center have to do with our conversations and stories as Christians? Let's talk about it. Folks, welcome to Checkpoint Church, where nerds, geeks, and gamers come together to talk about faith games, and apparently it's just cool now to sneak off to the library at midnight, but when I go read books at midnight, I'm the weird kid. Welcome to your first official night in the Midnight Club. I'm your nerd pastor, Nate, and if you like these weekly deep dives, be sure to sub, hit that bell, and find out when our next one drops. Folks, as always, we're going to start this one with our scripture for today. Our scripture comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verses 18 through 27. We're going to have one of our level two members read this as we've been doing for a little while now. They're going to be reading from the NRSV UE. That's our preferred translation here at Checkpoints. So what's going to be on the screen. If you have a translation that you prefer to use, feel free to use that one as well. With that, I'm going to pass it over to Zando, also known as Matt, uh, which is weird to even call him that. He's Zando. But take it away, Zando. If the world hates you, be aware that it hated me before it hated you. If you belong to the world, the world would love you as its own, because you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, slaves are not greater than their master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. But they will do all of these things to you on account of my name, because they do not know him who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works that no one else did, they would not have sin. But now they have seen and hated both me and my father. It was to fulfill the word that is written in their law, they hated me without a cause. When the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth who comes from the Father, he will testify on my behalf. You also are to testify, because you have been with me from the beginning. Let's start out with the obvious. What is The Midnight Club? This is the latest in the Mike Flanagan universe, Flaniverse, I guess, on Netflix, including others such as The Haunting of Hill House, Bly Manor, and last year's viral Midnight Mass that we had a sermon on. I have been a diehard fan since discovering him then and was incredibly excited for his latest project until I heard the subject matter. We look forward to helping you write your own ending. Based on a book of the same name, Flanagan's Midnight Club was set to cover the mystery around the Brightcliff Hospice. Yes, hospice for children. Yes, children. So given my love of Flanagan's gore, brutal deaths, and terrifying hauntings, I wasn't super excited to see children being haunted, let alone terminal ones. I was skeptical, but I trusted that Flanagan knew what he was doing. I believed in this guy. He's not let me down yet, so... Fingers crossed. And it was only one episode in that I realized this wasn't your usual horror flick. In fact, it wasn't really horror at all. It was more of a drama and a mystery. The show follows Alanka, a young girl who is diagnosed with cancer and later found to be terminal. She does some research and discovers the Brightcliff Hospice, known for providing excellent in-home care for children like her. But secretly, 
is known for a spotty history of healing patients miraculously under a previous ownership. Determined to find some way to survive, Alonka convinces her foster father to let her live out the rest of her days there while actually hoping to discover something more. When she arrives, she meets her fellow housemates who are a delightful modge podge of fantastic characters with charming backstories and lovable personalities most of them, anyways. During her first night's stay, Alonka hears her roommate leave around midnight and follows to discover that the other kids are sneaking to the library at night to tell fantastic and horrific stories to one another as members of the titular da -da -da -da, Midnight Club. Alonka joins their ranks and learns that their ultimate goal is actually to prove the existence of the afterlife. They make an oath upon joining that whoever dies first will make some kind of noticeable disturbance and haunt those remaining as a sign that something better exists after death. As if this isn't weirdly sad enough, it becomes pretty clear that all the stories that they tell are just echoes of their deepest feelings and fears personified in the act of horror storytelling. In this way, the show has several running threads at once, containing multiple anthologies through the stories told by the Midnight Club, the history of the Midnight Club and Brightcliff Hospice serving as one thread line, and Alonka's personal mission to find out more about the miracle of the decades prior being the final storyline. It's a great show and we still have a ton of big questions at the end of season two and I haven't heard near enough about it. Makes me crazy nervous that we're not gonna be getting that season two. So if you could please just go spam that on Netflix for the next few weeks, I guess, that would be really great. But what really stood out to me in this show was the method and importance of the storytelling itself. Like I mentioned a moment ago, each of the horror stories serves more than just the purpose of allowing Flanagan to flex his horror and disturbing imagery muscles. There are also parallels of the psyche of each of the members of the Midnight Club. For instance, Anya, Alonka's sassy roommate, tells the story of the two Danas, where young girl Dana is cursed by the devil with the power to split herself into two versions of herself so that she can live the two lives that she wants to live. One where she's perfect and gets to be the dancer that she always dreamt of being, and then the other where she gets to party and live the wild and reckless life that she envies. The catch is that they physically experience whatever the other Dana is experiencing, leading to the good Dana being intoxicated on her big dance recital date and enduring withdrawal from harder drugs later on. We later learned that Anya was also a dancer and that the guy who is so concerned for good Dana in the story and expresses so much care for her is based on a real person that Anya wishes she could be closer to but pushes away because of her illness. Each story, one by one, borrows elements from the real life character to tell a deeper seated fear in the life of the story. Storyteller. Now, this is just plain old good storytelling, but even more importantly, it leads to a greater understanding of our lives as Christians and why our stories are so important. In the passage for this video, we looked at the conversation between Jesus and the disciples before Jesus would ascend into heaven and leave them to do the work of building the early church. Jesus explains that this will not make them popular, more like downright hated, just as Jesus was hated. This is because it isn't the goal to belong to the world, but instead to do the hard work that Jesus started. We're called to serve Jesus and live the same life that he lived on earth. And that was a life of, well, persecution and hate and ultimately his death, right? Jesus even says that this hatred is without cause. It's literally just the way it is. Now imagine as Jesus was saying this, the disciples were looking a little freaked out about this whole hatred. And maybe you are too, if you're listening to this and thinking, you know what, I, I don't really want to be hated. So maybe this Christianity thing isn't for me. So Jesus explains to ease their fears a little bit that though he might be leaving, there'll be an advocate who will come to dwell among us, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth sent directly unto us from God. Now, why does this matter? Well, the work of the spirit is actually twofold. First, the Spirit will work in the hearts of those who hate Jesus and ergo hate us. It will do this by testifying to the truth of God before they were ever to meet us. In Methodism, we actually call this prevenient grace. But the Spirit also will dwell within 
us and help us along the journey. That doesn't put us off the hook. Jesus says that we are also to testify through the spirit within us. Why? Because, well, similar to the reasons the disciples were called. Jesus said, you're called because you've been with me from the beginning. In other words, you know me. So you get to share me as well. In this way, we know Jesus and we're given the opportunity to share Jesus. Jesus needs the testimony of the disciples to continue sharing the message with those who haven't gotten the chance to know Jesus yet. And guess what? We are called to that exact same standard. We are called to be the testimony of Jesus to the world. Now, what else do we know about Jesus? Well, Jesus is God and we're made in the image of God. We are reflections of God. And when we own that relationship with Jesus and accept him as our savior, then an even greater thing happens. We become one and whole again, not perfect yet, but on our way towards perfection. This means that we become an echo of the greatest story ever told. We become a testimony of what Jesus did, has done, and is doing. There are elements of my life and every Christian's life that are echoes of the story of Jesus. And Jesus compels us to tell that story to those who are not yet in the faith. And we call this testimony. Now, this is a crazy popular Christianese word, but maybe it's one you're not familiar with, or maybe it's one that makes you uncomfy because of how more toxic churches have misused it in the past. Ultimately, it is exactly what the kids in Midnight Club are doing, only it's not fiction and it's hopefully not horror. Jesus had a story to tell, a message to share. When it was his turn to stand at the Midnight Club table and share, he started to tell the story, but it was all about you. It was the goodness you've seen, the kindness you've shared, the life you've lived, and those that you've met. You are Jesus's story. Each and every person who enters into that relationship becomes another echo of Jesus in this earthly existence. Your story is important and needed and valid and deserves to be heard. No, it must be heard. Jesus needs you to testify because someone is out there waiting to hear your message, your life, your instance of him in the world. That is our testimony. It could be as simple as a hardship you've overcome. It could be as challenging as trauma recovery. The way that our testimony forms is different for everyone because everyone might need a different thing to latch onto to find Jesus to be a perfect fit for them. So what does this actually mean for us today? What can we do with knowing that we need to have this testimony to be able to deliver? Well, just like the kids from the Midnight Club, we take the stand. Maybe we find the right group in the right spot and tell our story. Maybe we start with just one good person who will listen and love us, but we have to start telling our story. Your testimony, your relationship with Jesus, it's important. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus yet, this might be a chance to ask people that you know to share their testimony with you if they're ready. So often we talk about Jesus, but it's rare we're given the chance to actually share why Jesus matters to us. Ask them. Maybe you'll discover a Jesus that you didn't get to see before through others. Most importantly, know that this may be a calling, but it's not on your shoulders. The Holy Spirit has already started the work and we don't do the saving anyway. It's not on you to save souls or compete to see how many people can hear your testimony. It's about sharing your story when it's the right time to tell it. This really is just the bare bones of what I could talk about in this show. There is so much goodness. One topic I took on over on Rethink Church will be linked down below on how the Midnight Club accidentally is kind of about communion. It's just, it's just so good. I hate that it's being slept on. Regardless of any of that, whether you're just trying to survive, lashing out to find something to hold on to, or just trying to avoid making a tough decision, know that you're always welcome to share your testimony here or to hear one of ours at Checkpoint Church. 
Folks, thank you so much for watching this video. I so appreciate you taking time out of your day for these nerdy deep dives. If you're wanting more of what Checkpoint Church has to offer, we're streaming almost every single day of the week over on Twitch, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, every other Friday. So much goodness. If you can't wait until then, you need more right here, right now. Be sure to join our Discord. That is where we are active 24 seven, always asking questions, hanging out, playing games together. That would be the place to be. I'll link both of those down in the description down below. Hey, quick question for you. Do you wanna see a season two of The Midnight Club or even better, if you've ever read the book, would you let me know if it's good? Should I just go read the book? Because I don't know if a season two is happening. It makes me real scared. And if the book is good, then hey, might as well get into that. With that, folks, we're going to end this video as we do all of our videos, all of our things here at Checkpoint with our three things that we believe to be true about every single one of you out there. Number one, we that God loves you, like really, really loves you. Number two, we love you. We want community with you. And number three, believe that you, yes, you matter. You are a person of sacred worth. The world is a better place. Why? Because you are in it. Folks, with that, until the next time I see you, whether it's on Twitch, on Monday, on our Discord, right now, or whether it's back here, same time, same place, for another nerdy sermon next week. I look forward to seeing you then. Till then, bye bye How many packs of Pokemon cards I've unboxed? Just for Pokemon Go. It has to be in the 70s, 80s even. I have tried so hard for this stinking card, dude. All I've wanted.